Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again, everyone, and welcome into the Lightning Insider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson from Lightning Insider. Dot com with a quick look back at game number one of the Sunshine State Showdown, round two between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, and a look ahead to game number two, which take place tonight as I'm recording this Thursday uh, at Florida Live Arena before the series shifts back to Amelie Arena for games three and four. Please note, game three is on Sunday. That's a 1.30 p.m. start. Game four would be on Monday, which is a 7 o'clock start. So back-to-backs in this series are coming up when the series shifts back to Amelie Arena. Uh, but this uh, this particular episode, we want to look back at game one of the series. And it was uh, not what we expected, I don't think, in terms of how the game was played, the intensity, and it just had a different feel, certainly from last year when these two teams met in game one of the opening round, and that was sort of the game of the playoffs. I think so many people had been talking about with all the penalties, and there were four different lead changes, lightning rally. Well, they're up in the third period. They fall behind in the third period. They tie in the third period. Brighton Point wins it with a minute 14 to go. Uh, game one of this series was not really anything like that uh, on many levels. Um, kind of a slow-ish game, I guess, if you want to kind of describe it as that. It, it didn't. Uh, it certainly wasn't game one of the Battle of Alberta, which 15 combined goals scored in that game. And, you know, Calgary's up, what, 5-1 and 6-2, and Edmonton comes back to tie the game 6-6 early in the third before... Calgary scores a few more goals to put that game away. A uh, little, little the opposite in this game, which uh, I guess is it is unexpected in a few ways, because you know we we figured with what we saw last year, it would be some carryover, and you know game one was the twenty second time these two teams have met since January of last year, uh, if you count. Uh, the preseason games they played this year, the eight times they met last year, and, of course, the six-game series last season, the four games they played this year. They know each other. They're very familiar with each other, even though you know Florida made some additions late in the year. Remember, the regular season's meetings between these teams took place, for the most part, in the first three months of the regular season, and they only played once down the stretch, and that was in late April. And, of course, Florida had added Claude Giroux and Ben Sherratt to their lineup. 
So a little bit of a different look on Florida's end. Of course, Tampa Bay adding Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul as well. Uh, but for the most part, the teams know each other. They know their styles. They know everything they're about. Um, so there wasn't um, there wasn't a lot of unexpected uh, elements in terms of their play. But we just didn't see the whistles, the post-scrum whistles, post-whistle scrums, if I can get my English right, uh, or anything like that. It just, it just, they played hockey. And Lightning end up coming away. They score the final four game or final four goals of the game. Uh, of course, Nikita Kucherov uh, put on a little bit of a dazzling show. His, his two moves to lead to the, the first Lightning goal, which is on the power play late in the second period. First, his sort of inside out move on Mackenzie Weger draws a hooking penalty. And then during the power play, after Florida had a little bit of a rush up the ice, you know, Andre Vasilevsky kicks the puck out or knocks the puck out towards the circle area, and Kucherov picks it up, and he's, you know, this is the understanding of a player who picks up the puck, knows he's got two Florida guys caught behind him, so they've got a little bit of an advantage uh, if they skate up the ice, and he takes off with all that open ice, and as soon as he hits the... Florida blue line, he puts on another inside-out move on Aaron Ekblad, uh, just left Ekblad in the dust, or as somebody put it on Twitter, uh, turn him in, uh, turn Ekblad into a ghost because he just disappeared, and sets up an easy two-on-one tap-in goal for Corey Perry, tied the game, Pierre-Edouard Belmar scores the eventual game winner early in the third couple of late power play goals tacked on by Tampa Bay Kucherov and Ross Colton, and you get a 4-1 result in Game 1. So Tampa Bay has now won three consecutive games, winning Game 6 and 7 against Toronto, now Game 1 of the series against the Florida Panthers to take a one nothing series lead. And uh, some elements that will look into what we saw in Game number. One, but before we do get to that, I want to let you know that this podcast is presented by BioPro Plus. It's the first 100% non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. Improve your performance, metabolism, and energy without any needles or nasty side effects of prescription injections. BioPro Plus works faster, is easier to use, and is 100% safe. Are you a guy over 35 who wants to fix how he performs, looks, and feels? Then BioPro Plus is right for you. Find BioPro Plus on Instagram and Twitter at BioProteinTech or online at BioProteinTech.com where you can use the code LIGHTNING for $30 off any order. That's at BioProteinTech.com. All right, what did we see in Game 1? Uh, while we didn't see Braden Point, which was not to be unexpected, uh, I think moving forward here, you have to get the understanding or thought process anyway that you might not see him in the series. I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying you have to understand that that's a, a possible scenario. Just because of the nature of the injury, we haven't seen him on the ice, didn't practice with the team on Wednesday. Uh, John Cooper already ruled him out for game two. We'll see. You know, We have the situation here with the two days off in between games. You know, As I said in the previous podcast, yeah, I know a lot of people are talking about the back-to-backs in this situation, but 
not a lot of talk about, well, hey, the teams get an extra day of rest. So there's a balance there that comes with it. Uh, so there's two days off. Uh, the team, of course, won't practice on Friday, but they'll probably practice on Saturday because you get the 130 games. So there'll be no morning skate for that Sunday game. Uh, so it does buy, if you want to say that, an extra day of potential rest before game three. Um, but that's where we are with Braden Point. Um, to be able to win game one. Without him, we've seen this team do this many times before. Of course, in 2020 with no Steven Stamkos for all but basically what six shifts in the, in the cup final against Dallas. Uh, earlier this year, of course, no Nikita Kucherov for three months. No point for about six weeks in November and December. So they understand what it takes to win uh, or how they have to win without some of their top players. And uh, that's exactly what this is with uh, this team and understanding exactly how uh, they need to go out about their business despite some of their top, top players not being available to them. So they understand that. And I thought game one was really the epitome of a team-style game, right? You get a power play goal. Well, you get three power play goals in total. But just rolling through the game, everybody. You know, in, in the series against Toronto, we didn't see a ton of ice time for the uh, the fourth line, the Belmar, Maroon, Corey Perry line. Uh, I think I even looked it up. I think their ice time, their total ice time at five on five in that series against Toronto was about 30 total minutes behind anybody else forward-wise in the series. So um, didn't get to utilize them as much as uh, I, th I think John Cooper likes to do. But, you know, Toronto, <laughs> what you really didn't want to have happen was um, get the wrong line caught out against the Matthews-Marner situation. We saw that a couple times in that series. Uh, so their ice time was limited. There were a couple of games where, you know, Maroon, who doesn't play special teams um, as much as he used to. He's, he's seen some second power play time right now because of the injury to point, which bumps Corey Perry up to the first power play. So he's getting a little bit of power play time now. But his ice time in game one was just under 11 minutes. Uh, nine of that at even strength. Nine minutes and 20 seconds at even strength. Uh, so they were able to utilize him and, and, and you know, roll. And, that, again, they dressed 11-7 and seven because of that. Uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmar had 9.50 of even strength time, 12.56 total because he plays shorthanded. And then Corey Perry ended up with 15, just a tick under 16 minutes of ice time, uh, 9.36 at even strength. He had six minutes of power play time in that game as he, uh, as I said, he joined the top unit. Uh, for the game, so his ice time ticked up because of that. But you could see uh, that f the fourth line, you know, right in that nine to ten minute range in even strength time. And you know, w when you're playing eleven seven, there's there's going to be some uptick in forward ice time. Uh, but it's it's good to be able to utilize that because you know this team was coming off a very emotional, hard fought series against the Leafs, draining in a lot of ways, and you know yet two days between the end of that series and the start of this one. And it can be taxing. 
And I think it's important that they were able to utilize that and, and, and spread out the ice time a little bit more than we saw in the Toronto series. So uh, that was a good aspect to see. Uh, the 11-7, uh, I know Stephanie asked me about this uh, quite a bit every time it comes up. Um, with no point available, they did opt to dress 11-7. So Jan Ruda came back into the lineup as opposed to Riley Nash, who did take warm-up. Both uh, Ruda and Nash were on the ice for warm-up. They opted to go 11-7 and in the game. And there's obvious advantages for when you do this. Number one, you create a little bit of a different matchup situation. And not that this series is going to be as dedicated to matchups on Tampa Bay side as it was in the last series trying to match up against Martin Matthews. Uh, but it does create some situations to where you can get a Nikita Kucherov, you know, four or five extra shifts a game or Steven Stamkos three or four extra shifts a game, you know, Anthony Sorelli a few extra shifts a game, whatever, you know, and you can throw them out there with, you know, and we, we saw different combinations because of the 11 and 7. I mean, you saw Kucherov out there with Brandon Hagel and Ross Colton at times, right? So it, it just it, it throws a different look at the other team. Uh, the other advantage here with 11 and 7 is if you get a defenseman injured, or if, as John Cooper says sometimes, if they end up in the penalty box, you've still got six defensemen. Well, that, that did come into play. Uh, in game one, because Eric Chernak only played 10 minutes and 25 seconds, he uh, he blocked a shot from Brandon Montour. I know. Happened to him a few times this year, hasn't it? Block shots have been his bane this season. But he um, he didn't come back in the game, so they were still able to finish with six defensemen in the game. And they didn't, again, didn't overtax the D, you know, you get in a little bit of a rotation, which, you know, the ice time in that game was right about where you would expect it to be. Mikhail Sergachev in the 22 to 23 minute range, Ryan McDonough in the 22 to 23 minute range, maybe a little bit more for Victor Hedman, who was up uh, in the 26 to 27 minute range. Um, and then you go down with everybody else. Zach Bogosian played 10 minutes, Cal Foote played seven minutes. Jan Ruda played 11 and a half minutes. So you see how they uh, spread out some of the ice time on the D, so not overtaxing the D, which had they had to finish with five, it'd be different. Now, the disadvantage would be if you lose a forward. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Only dressing 11. And, you know, they, they almost went into this situation, if you remember back to Game 2 against the Islanders uh, in 2020, where Braden Point was battling an injury, started the game, didn't finish it, and they dressed 7-11 in that game. Alex Kalorn was 
uh, ejected from that game. Remember, he got a one-game suspension for a hit he delivered. And that was the game where Nikita Kucherov scored in the final minute to give Tampa Bay the victory and go up 2-0 in that series. But they were staring at having to go to overtime with just 10 forwards. Almost nine, really. So uh, that is the, the, the disadvantage to playing 11-7. and seven. But, you know, I've always liked it in certain situations. I still think that this team, the way that it is built right now, I, I think they're a better 12-6. and six. Um, But that's when all, all their forwards are healthy. You know, how much is there a, a major difference between, say, playing O'Reilly Nash, who has seen time with the team this year, earlier, compared to, you know, bringing back in a Jan Ruda? Is there a huge difference? I don't know that there is. You know, Nash can kill penalties. He's a good defensive um, center. He's a right-hand shot. He can take face-offs. You know, you're, you're missing... Braden Point is a right-hand shot center. So that would give you a, an additional right-hand center to maybe take some, some D-zone draws if he needed them, to, uh, needed them to in the right circle. But I don't think there's, a, there's an advantage one way or the other. Um, so we'll see if that continues heading into game two. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. I can tell you this, Eric Chernak looks like he's fine. He was the first player out on the ice when practice started on Wednesday. There's no morning skate ahead of game number two. So Chernak skated. John Cooper said that he thinks that Chernak should be fine. Uh, Zach Bogosian also did not skate. But John Cooper said that he is expected to be fine. So, again, the only thing you're staring at is missing Brayton Point. Uh, And I would anticipate the same lineup. You know, John Cooper is not a coach to react one way or the other to wins and losses in the playoffs. You know, some coaches will sit there and say, ah, we lost the game, I need to change the lineup. He doesn't necessarily think that way, um, and he's not afraid to make changes after they win a game. It's just his coaching style. Uh, But I would anticipate that we would see the same lineup tonight um, heading into game two. And you would also have to anticipate that Florida's going to up their game. They, they kind of did this in the first round against Washington where the Capitals came back on them, won the game in the third period, took a one nothing series lead. Florida was much better in game two. I would expect them to speed their game up, look like they weren't at it, – it's almost like you're watching a Florida team – which averaged over four goals per game in the regular season. The first team to do that since Pittsburgh back in the mid-90s. That they want to play, they want to show or be a defensive, a team that can play defense, right? And then they can counter, they've got the speed, they transition so well that they they want to try and play that style of game and not rope-a-dope you, but counteract. They want to be a, a, a counter-transition team. You, you see that a lot in soccer, right? And not that they're packing it in or anything like that. They still had some chances off the rush. Uh, they're not afraid to push the pace when they have to, but it just you just get the sense in watching this Florida team in the playoffs compared to the regular season that they want to play defense. They want to con- control that, keep the puck out of their own net. 
more so than trying to open the game up, which is not a bad strategy if you're Andrew Burnett. I don't know if it fits their style. You know, you're asking the team to play a different way than the way they played throughout a good portion of the regular season. It, it can be done. I mean, look, they advanced past that series against the Capitals, even though the Capitals had them on the ropes twice. You know, Washington should have been up 3-1. to one. Couldn't hold a late lead in Game 4. Florida tied it up. Carter Verhage won it shortly into overtime. And then the Capitals had them down 3 nothing in Game 5. Couldn't hold that lead. And eventually lost the series uh, as Florida advanced to the second round for the first time since 1996. And... But here's the thing you have to be weary of. If they're going to play that style, if they're going to play that way, you have to be weary of their ability to come back, right? I, I know some of those questions have been asked here uh, leading into game one about how cognizant they have to be of that, and you have to. Hey, look, they came back from down 3 nothing in game five against Washington. So they certainly have the capability to do it if they want to open it up. And if that's going to be the case, you have to find ways to slow them down, and that's not easy. So I would expect that we'll see Florida speed their game up a little bit. Uh, I would expect Tampa Bay to speed their game up. They're a, a savvy veteran team who understands now the ebbs and flows of a series. You know, once you lose a game, you know you can't afford to lose the next one. We certainly talked plenty about that with Tampa Bay over the past two postseasons. One thing to keep an eye on is Carter Verhage, who, you know, he missed some practice time, some morning skates uh, in the series against Washington. He left the ice early, ahead of the morning skate, ahead of game two. So we'll see what his health looks like when the teams take the ice for warm-up tonight. But that's one thing to keep an eye on with the, the Panthers heading into game number two. I, there was a couple of questions that came in that I want to get to. And, of course, you can always ask a question of me for the podcast if you use the, rake, uh, the hashtag AskEE. Uh, I will get to uh, the questions and answer them here on the podcast. So I want to get to these two. Um, the first one comes from Chris, who asked uh, if the atmosphere in the building was as dead as it seemed on TV. I can't speak to how it came across on television, but I can tell you it didn't. It there was not a, a playoff intense crowd. It, like the whole game just didn't have that playoff feel intensity, and it does include the crowd in the game. You know, some of us were even talking that last year in game one, when, you know, we were still under COVID restrictions in terms of attendance and the lightning were, or the the the, the arena was at 50% capacity for that game. Uh, so there was just a tick under 10,000 in the building. And maybe it was the enthusiasm of, you know, the building opening up and games being able to play with, you know, a decent amount of fans in the stands. It felt like there was more energy crowd-wise in that game compared to an arena that had 20,000 in it on Tuesday. 
Uh, it, does some of that come from the way the game was played? Maybe. Possibly. You know, the Panthers only scored one game. There weren't a lot of those type of moments in the game. So maybe that came across. So I, I guess, you know, and, I, and Chris isn't the first one to kind of mention this to me uh, about how or, or what I saw in my timeline about how the atmosphere was. It, it was a little subdued for a playoff game for sure. Uh, I expect that to change for game two. I expect there to be more Lightning fans actually in the stands for game two, which should make that uh, a little interesting. There were there were some. You could hear them even on the, the replays, uh, the replay of the, the uh, Corey Perry goal after that inside-out move by Nikita Kucherov. You could hear some Lightning fans in the stands react to that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what it looks like in game two. Uh, there was another one here from Michael. Uh, the Lightning had 18 shots on goal in the third period. What is the most shots on goal for a period in the playoffs if you have that stat? And I do have that stat for you, Michael. It took a little research to, to find it before I came on here, but the record for most shots on goal in one period is 22. And they've done it a couple of times. I, I guess technically, it you know, says for home games... 22 against Dallas, which obviously took place in the bubble in Edmonton in that game. And they had 22 shots on the third period against the Stars of Game 1. But they also had 22 shots on goal last year in the first period against Florida in Game Number 5, May 24th, uh, in the first period. 22 shots on goal was the record then as well. So there you go. That's the record. Thanks for the questions. Those are uh, it's a good one, Michael. I didn't even uh, catch that, uh, so I'm um, glad you brought it to my attention and I was able to bring it uh, an answer for you. So uh, before we sign off, want to also make sure you know that um, this podcast is also brought to you by BetUS. With the NHL playoffs into the second round, the NBA playoffs into their conference finals, NFL season coming up quickly. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. May not know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their local, their loyal customer base. It's BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That's 800-MY-BETUS. You receive 125% sign-up bonus by using the code BOLTS22. They have re-up and referral bonuses as well. BetUS is known as America's favorite sportsbook for a lot of reasons. BetUS has all your NBA and NHL playoff action with team and player props and loads of NFL futures and NFL odds up already. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA golf and round matchups, and live betting on most sports, including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games, and the racebooks has all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable, and the Sharp Bet US mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity. Bet US, you bet you win, you get paid. Bet US. All right, again, game number two, Florida and Tampa Bay takes place uh, tonight, Thursday at 7 p.m. All games in this series, by the way, are. Uh, broadcast on TNT television. You can catch it also, of course, always on Lightning Power Play. Uh, Dave Mishkin and Phyllis Bezito have the calls for you. Don't forget that I have uh, the pregame skate show, which airs one hour before every playoff game. Myself and Bobby the Chief Taylor 
again on Lightning Power Play and News Radio WFLA 970 AM in the Tampa market. Uh, that's one hour before every playoff game. Myself and Bobby the Chief Taylor get you set for the game. Uh, my weekly hits with uh, Ian Beckles and Jay Retcher. Uh, didn't have one on Wednesday this week, so I'll be in on Friday. So the day after game two, I will be in studio from 3 to 4 p.m. with Ian and Jay. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, we take phone calls, questions, texts. Uh, so make sure you're tuned in. Uh, after game two on Friday between 3 and 4 p.m. I'll be live in studio, plus we play a little bit of Name That Tune as well. Uh, also, if you haven't subscribed to my website, I encourage you and uh, ask you to check it out. Uh, it's the best way to support me uh, if you can, if you enjoy what I do, if you enjoy these podcasts, if you enjoy my interactions on Twitter, uh, my ability to Go in and talk to Ian and Jay for an hour and, and, and just have just straight hockey talk for that amount of time. Uh, this is the best way to support me. And if you want to sign up for a yearly subscription, I'm going to give you $10 off your first year. Simply use the code PODCAST. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, PODCAST. Give you $10 off your first yearly subscription. That's at lightninginsider.com as well. All right, that's going to sign me off for today. Um, We'll have another recap for you after game number two, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast to the lightninginsider.com podcast. You can simply look up Lightning Insider wherever you get your podcast, and you can find it there. So check it out. Subscribe it, rate it, share, let your friends know. Thanks, everybody, as always, and we'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.